seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit World. Welcome to another episode of The Hopeless Show. Woo! Crowd's going wild. I'm Aaron Wolf. This is Rohit. We are here to bring you a lot of hope. And this, this episode, Rohit, I don't know if you know this, but I believe if I know how to read, which I think I do, our list has, we, we covered the most ground I think we're ever going to cover in the show. You think? Oh, man. I think so. I think this is the, this is like, we're going places where no podcast has gone before. And it starts with the theme. And the theme today of the show, in honor of being a new month, October's coming in, you know, always time for new so what we want to do, a lot of people want to stop the steal. What we want to do is stop the dumb. And so the theme is stopping the dumb because there is so much dumb. So we are going to relate all kinds of topics. We're going everything from, oh man, there's <laughs> there's a new uh, a new book out about uh, that reveals stuff in the White House. There's some crazy YouTube things going on. There's uh, some Joe Rogan insanity. We're even going to go JFK, which uh, is a very current topic. So just wait. We're going to stop the dumb. What do you think of that? I don't know if the dumb can be stopped, man. I think there's uh, that snowball at this point is larger than the earth <laughs> itself and is rolling down a hill at like 110 degrees height. Oh, I don't know the math of that, but I'm guessing that's a big hill. Yeah, it's pretty steep. That's a steep one. Oh, gosh. So, okay, well, we're going to try to stop the dumb with the things we bring up. And then the rest of the dumb that exists doesn't exist within with us and our listeners. So we're together as a team, you, me, and our listeners. We're going to stop the dumb with these topics and with these situations and even with our debate. Let's let's give this a whirl, Aaron. Let's make this happen. News from the quarantine. All right, we will. And first, we got to stop the dumb with some news from the quarantine. How was how was your uh, week? It was a blur. It was. I don't remember most of what happened this week, Aaron. To be honest, um, I don't know. I, I woke up this morning actually, and I was like, "Oh, Mondays." And then <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Friday. And I was like really happy. Uh, um, well, you had a case of the Mondays on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just, I think in my dream, I was like, I went through such a ridiculous week and then I was like, Oh, now it's over time to do it again. But yeah, <laughs> thank God. So it's Friday. We can't, st- we cannot stop the dumb yet because that's just dumb, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Well, remember this week had a big event, a big day. It was podcast day, international podcast day. So we celebrated our us. We celebrated ourselves. 
Yeah. And it, our listeners. Yeah. You know, it's, and we weren't going around saying like, you know, podcast lives matter. We're not insensitive like that. We are just purely <laughs> celebrating the art and the accessibility and the ability and the way just so many people can have a voice and, um, you know, and build up a, a an audience of people that just has the same interests and loves what they have to say. So yeah, podcast awareness day was a podcast awareness day. No, it was it called. No, it was just podcast international, international podcast, podcast day or podcast day. Because I feel most people are pretty us. aware of podcasts. Oh, they ended up following it. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aaron is very good at generating press on social. Um, so yes, that is all thanks to Aaron, the Aaron Wolf. On Twitter and Instagram. The Aaron Wolf fun. And we have Hopeless Show, on which we yes. want to build out. We just have been bad at building we it out. Keep we keep forgetting to plug Hopeless the Hopeless Show. Yeah, so just go to Hopeless Show on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. And there is a page. It does do tweets. And it does do Instagrams. And we're going to be doing more of it. We're even going to be sharing some videos coming up, which is going to be exciting. So you'll get to see us talking instead of listening to us talking, which will be fun. And, and while you're at it, while you're visiting show pages, uh, don't forget to go to your favorite app store and leave a review. Um, we know that many of you have written to us and ask why you can't give us 10 stars, why it's limited to five. But <laughs> while we can't you know, really impact those, those systems yet from our side, what you can do no. is leave a review and just tell the world how much fun we are. And it'll then help us pop up organically in those, uh, in those results when people are looking for hope in the search of podcasts. And we're going to war, which we'll get to later. And so it'll help the more exposure that we get. It'll help us win this war that we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. And I've got my katana, so I'm ready for war. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my nunchucks. And and your nunchucks. Uh, and so uh, one thing from the quarantine I wanted to talk about that was very cool that I was lucky enough to go to was, did you hear about Global Citizens Live? I did. I saw it on Twitter. So it was a big worldwide concert in seven locations and with a ton of huge artists. And they were raising awareness and money for climate change and homelessness and, you know, your, your basic things that need help the most. So it was a very cool event. And I got to go to the one in L.A., which was at the Greek theater here. And I was on it. I was on it briefly on the I was on a few times, but I was on my my tweet. Um, I think it was my tweet or my Instagram was on the show. A friend was one of the producers and he put me featured on the show a bunch of times. So around the world, like in every country was my face with my tweet, which I thought was uh, was funny. That's and, a, uh, so Aaron, yeah. what you just got to do now going forward being that you have all these friends that can put you in stuff like that is just wear a t-shirt with your Twitter handle on it. So you can grow your <laughs> follower base. Yeah. That's uh that's my next step. I mean, well, I was thinking of getting a tat on the forehead, but you don't think it, should I get the tattoo? I think get it, get the tat too. Yeah. Tattoo? Uh, uh, yes. That that's it's a joke. It's a, a, kind of a portmanteau in a way. Um, it's humor. It's called yes, humor. It's humor. Look it up. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm always in support of people getting um, face tattoos. I feel like it's a way that, you know, you can really represent yourself at all times. Um, and yeah, 
I think, yes, Aaron, I think promote. Yeah. So promote. All right. I will. I'll be getting the tattoo. You guys will see it on our video clips. And just one thing about this event that I thought was extra special is they had artists of all different types. And it was very cool to see like it was and it had a turntable that they probably didn't show on TV, but it was a turntable thing. So like uh, what, what was I forget blanking on some of the people that performed, but like One Republic, they'd perform and then the thing would turn and then Stevie Wonder was there and then it would turn again and then Migos was there. It was like just this constant turntable of people and then they collaborated like different artists collaborated with the other artists and then there were people that popped up like around our different section like different actors like Joseph Gordon-Levitt then he was like right next to us they were filming his intro and then the stage turned and it was like uh her performed there were it was just constantly like cool people and things going on it was just epic stimulation for like four hours and I uh, yeah, I think it's great when there's a cause attached to something where you're also just going to have fun. Yeah, I think that's very cool. I mean, was it like the, the turntable constantly spinning? So it's like, you know, Migos is rapping. Then all of a sudden, like they're like, then nah, they fade away. Then all of a sudden it's just like, are they, was it constantly spinning or every time the act changed, the turntable spin? Yeah. Think of it as a cut to commercial. So they. At the gotcha. cut to commercial, then the stage would turn. All the stage stage hands would get on. All the electric and grip would get on. It was a huge crew with cranes and stuff like that. So it was um, a multi million dollar production. So it was they'd all get up, do different things. But the next stage, the one behind, was already pretty much rigged and ready for the next act. And so then, while one act was doing their their bit. The other act was getting ready to save time, so it would just take basically, I think, a commercial break, or not. A, there wasn't commercials; it was like a give money break. Okay, that's nice. And like one last question before we move on is, being that you know, anytime there's like a big festival and there's like all these artists and like this usually for good and they're collaborating together, there's a fifty percent mm-hmm. chance you hear them cover "Walk This Way." Did you have to suffer <laughs> through that? Uh, no okay. no I didn't but you I wish I could say yes okay yeah I didn't I'm trying to even remember what covers there were there were good ones yeah but I don't remember them but, for, but also it's like hard like Stevie Wonder covered Stevie Wonder yeah I guess that was technically cool a cover yeah I mean <laughs> hey, nobody can Stevie Wonder like Stevie Wonder but just for the audience no. uh for for listeners um yeah your host Rohit fucking hates walk this way it is the most obnoxious song and i'm pretty sure based on just my memory which is not always accurate but i feel that 27 out of the last 30 or maybe 35 super bowls at halftime there's been some sort of rendition of walk this way uh during the halftime show including when aerosmith did the super bowl yeah including that one yeah i feel like aerosmith has done like 15 super bowls and there's always a Run DMC Aerosmith cover of Walk This Way. I hate that song. It is the worst and it's obnoxious, but I'm happy you didn't have to hear it, Aaron. Um, Why do you, what, what's the one thing you hate most about that song? It's like, oh, hey, here's some unity. We're going to like take like the, because when it came out, it's like, yeah, we're going to take like the, one of the biggest rock bands and one of the biggest hip hop groups and we're going to put them together and they're going to do this collab song at the time. Okay, cool. I get it. And then every time it's played, it's always like with like, 
a very mass audience that I think has generally poor taste in music. And that is then seen to play. They play that song. It's like, yeah, hey, let's bring everyone together and hold hands and shit. And like, yeah, fuck off. Like it is, <laughs> it's a trash song. Sonically, it's just awful. And I hate it. And I hate that people are still playing that at big events and sporting events and it sucks. But yes, that's, that's what I have to say about walk this way. Well, I'm glad you could get that off your chest. You know, our, this is a show. This is for entertainment. It's also a therapy session. Rohit obviously has some issues that he's dealing with in the form of this song. And I'm I'm glad I'm here to listen and be a, a listening ear while you deal with your trauma with this song. We're lucky we don't have my soundboard with the boo sound. Um, why don't we? <laughs> so, if anyone doesn't know this song, if yeah. anyone doesn't, yeah, it's, Rowan, you have a topic. I'm just going to listen to this song for a minute. Oh, God, yeah. I'm just going to hang <laughs> up on this podcast. I'm just going to end this call. And... <laughs> All right, you have something yes. that uh, is going to make we have to stop the dumb with. Yeah, and everybody knows here how big a fan I am of large corporate social media. Um, and got another hit for you. So this past week, um, YouTube, and it's kind of uh, their CEO made a really big statement saying that YouTube, you know, believes in free speech, um, that that uh, free speech is one of their core values. Right around the time that they pulled down all of Alexei Navalny's uh, videos off of YouTube. Um, Alexei oh, really? Navalny being the biggest Putin critic. Vladimir Putin said, hey, YouTube, can you just take all these Alexei videos off of me? I don't like, you know, opposition. And so, yeah, YouTube's like, absolutely. And they pulled off all of Navalny's videos from YouTube. Why? Criticizing Putin. Um, you know, why are why is YouTube in bed with Putin? Because they are corporate fucks. And God. so this is this is that problem that I keep bringing up is in the same time, YouTube also pulled off uh, any videos, the, any anti-vax videos. And again, for mm. listeners, we are very pro-vax on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's, we have never been in an era since probably like the 1800s when dangerous information has ever been like a term. And now it's like being celebrated, people censoring dangerous information. Um, another pathetic move by YouTube. Uh, so I am, I am, this is, YouTube is one of the most visited sites on the entire planet, if not the most visited, and it is so impactful. It's not just for music videos. It's not just for people learning how to's and seeing silly, like episodic content. No, YouTube is a place of information. Um, and they are absolutely censoring information to further fascist groups, as well as the, the outcome of silencing all these anti-vax people is that you give more credibility when an idea is silenced, you give that idea more power. And they themselves are really, I think, working against democracy and they are working against what is right for humanity. And I'm feeling pretty hopeless about that, Aaron. Let's talk about it. Well, what's interesting is they're doing two kind of polar opposites. You're doing the help Putin thing, which feels very odd. And then you're doing the help the you know, the the not right-wing extremist anti-vaxxer people. 
I don't quite get why these are pretty extreme differences. If you're going to like go away, go one, go one direction. If you're going to do it, if you're going to stand for something, but they're, so you're supporting Putin and you're also supporting your, but you're going against these anti-vaxxers. It's very odd. I guess the hope I can give you because I don't get it. Uh, I'm not in the mind of YouTube. I am glad that neither of these, none of these videos to matter to me. So, because, so the hope I can give you is this. Videos that we've talked about on this podcast that matter to us a lot are fights at sporting events. <laughs> and the fact that those have not been removed from YouTube gives me hope because as long as they're up there, we can still have our dream of having a ring outside of different stadiums that has fights for the fans that want to fight in the stadium. And uh, they go to the ring and do it instead. To, I to think, me... I think those fucks will censor that too. Um, so well, they haven't yet. They haven't yet. And I, I also, I just, I don't quite get it because it's not like people aren't going to find this stuff in other platforms. Like YouTube, there's so many video platforms. I, I don't know why YouTube would do these two things. It doesn't make sense. But what's good, I do think there are tons of other places to get content now and to learn about things. If you're really into anti-vaxxing and want to do that, you'll find your spot. And if you're really into uh, um, Russian politics and want to be against Putin, which I am but and you are, but it's, those aren't the videos I watch per se, is you'll find those videos. So I, I think YouTube doesn't have the monopoly they used to have on content. They, you know, 10 years ago, that was it. Like YouTube yeah. was the place to watch everything. Now it's not. Actually, There's you know, that, lots that is, of places that have content. That is hopeful. So maybe this is a a sign of the giant oak tree that YouTube is um, cracking uh, at the trunk a little bit. And I think so. And that's great because here's the thing. You had people fucking bitching for years about Russia, 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 and whatever Russia did or didn't do, they are a threat to our national security in one way or another. They're a threat to the world security in many ways when you have a dictator that's running. And then all of a sudden the most, the, the a democratic opposition leader is arrested. He's been, they tried to kill him multiple times Then he was extradited back to the country is in prison. And he's still getting tortured. And now he can't even have his voice heard because YouTube was like, yeah, dude, we're like totally follow your rules of Putin. Yeah. Fuck off. And I also wonder, dude, great Putin. impression of YouTube voice. Yeah. I'm YouTube. I fucking suck. And then, um, <laughs> and then, okay. Who is pressuring YouTube now to pull off all the anti-vax stuff? They are getting pressure from somewhere. And it's not member censorship is not about the intention of censorship. It is about the act of censorship and the outcome of censorship, the intention. You should never want to censor anything. And the idea that something that you disagree with, even though it is true, what you disagree with, like it is like, for example, science is not a hard fact. Science is something that is debated and grown and gotten better over time. When you all of a sudden take away opposing dumb arguments, the anti-vax stuff is dumb. When you take that away, all of a sudden you discredit the factual science because there is yeah. no opposition to it. And all of a sudden you you take away the scientific rigor. And people that don't believe in vaccines, they now 
are saying, oh, they're hiding this stuff because it's too dangerous. They, they don't want the truth out versus like having a proper retort, say, oh, his the proper responses to those anti-vax videos. So regardless, YouTube is under pressure probably from our administration um, to pull out anything that disagrees with it. And I get the but reason But then the why. Russian thing doesn't the, make sense because then to do the other... It's, it it's they're sense. falling under governmental pressure. The Russian government, the U.S. government, right? They're falling under governmental pressure to pull things out and they are an independent entity. They are not part of those either of those governments. They should hold, be holding strong. Um, and that's just, that is my opinion. And I think that the outcomes of that is now you now give, hopefully, Navalny more power. Hopefully, you do not give the anti-vax people more power, but sadly, you are. And then, I think at least the only positive outcome out of all of this is... Um, Actually, Navalny having more power is, is a hope, but um, yes, this hopefully is YouTube losing its clout and people going elsewhere and growing another platform that can share. It just stuff. is. It's just like how much stuff, even just when we're texting and stuff, how much do we share that's from YouTube? Almost none. What we yeah. share, like TikToks and Instagrams mm -hmm. and Facebook mm -hmm. things and yeah. all kinds of other stuff. The links yeah. are not usually Reddit. Like they're not. So, yeah, I just think that's the biggest piece of hope. I think we can hope gong that. I love that. I do. And live leak is our last opportunity at free speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's right there. So I'm going to. Well, here, here's your boo for walk this way. And then here's your gong. And so stopping the dumb, now let's go to the dumbest thing that we talk about usually, <laughs> which is cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. And for any new listeners, I know we've gotten some new listeners in. Aaron and I are definitely invested in multiple forms of cryptocurrency. And a regular segment of the show is giving you updates on what's happening in that world. Again, none of this is advice. Not advice. We would like to, no. you know, not be arrested by whoever arrests people for giving advice on fucking. Well, it's crypto. advice if you want to lose money a lot of the time because yeah, that's not what even we've that because then we might be held liable. So this is not advice in any direction. Um, this is purely a conversation and a reaction to what's happening in the news, and from two people that have at best a a very Swiss cheese understanding of the mechanics of crypto. Um, if and we were in a school in like ninth grade. And we were in a crypto class. We both got D minuses. D minuses. So we're not at an F. <laughs> we te technically passed, but with a D minus. I would. I That's might give us a D level. plus or a C minus you even think? in certain days. Yeah, because I think like just the fact that we figured out how to buy Safe Moon. Oh, that was like, hard. That was that that gave us that gave us a B plus. But the fact that we bought Safe Moon should have given us an F. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so anyway. to be fair, I actually had to come over to your house to figure out how to do it because I couldn't yes. figure it out. Yes, and we both dumped lots of money into it. Um, so that was dumb. But anyway, um, speaking of more dumbness and stopping the dumb, as yeah. Aaron said, is, is our theme. There's actually a bit of news. And this is coming uh, data from Lunar Crush, um, which is a really wonderful uh, site that it lets you use, uh, understand actually what's happening in the world of cryptocurrency through social conversation. So Lunar Crush aggregates everything from favorites, likes, comments, retweets, replies, all shares, all this kind of stuff. And this says it talks about what what it's coins are trending up and down and what to look out for. Now the okay. big sort of reveal in a big news article is that Dogecoin and Shiba Inu coin 
are set to suffer a big dip. And they're based off of their historical value and, and, their, and their projection models saying where the conversation's been going and how much the conversation has been dipping previously to what it was is really dangerous territory. So right now, Dogecoin's trading at about 21 cents per coin, but it's predicted to fall and plummet. Hmm. And what I'm hopeless about is that people will react to this news and this then has them sell off, which actually causes the plummet. Um, what, so, so I'm going to ask you this. Yes. What are you going to do? Are you going to hold it or are you going to sell it? I'm going to hold. I mean, at this point, bought most of them at three cents. So I'm still definitely way up. I'm going to hold. And hopefully this, this we've seen Bitcoin dip. We've seen other coins dip. But I think like Dogecoin doesn't really have a market cap or uh, as far as I understand, again, don't really understand this world. But it's, I think that me personally, again, not advice. Me personally, I'm going to hold Doge, and that's because I have Doge, and I want people to hold Doge, and I gotta, I gotta act, practice what I preach. And so, and for anyone who is not interested in cryptocurrency, you can just skip past this section because it is dumb. It sounds very dumb. Like I know, like when we say the word Shibu Inu coin, like that just is inherently dumb. So we're not stopping the dumb by saying this stuff. But it's interesting to some people, so that's why we always come back to it because. There is, it, 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 to me, it's a fascinating thing that there's this digital currency. Oh, I was thinking of something. Speaking of that, I was thinking how so much is cashless now that like, what is the difference anymore between like having to go cashless at every event and everything now? There's like no cash. So you, what's the difference between swiping your Bitcoin wallet and swiping your bank card wallet? Like, so, or your Apple Pay, there's like no difference really. It's all becoming one and the same. Well, from a user perspective, there is no difference. And even from a cash, uh, from a recipient perspective, there's no difference. However, the difference comes on the back end because these coins have to go through the blockchain. Now, the blockchain means a transaction goes from one computer to another computer to another computer in each and through a series of computers that are all, they're called nodes. Oh, right. The environment thing. Yeah, so and even that's global, global citizens live does not like cryptocurrency. And even then, that in itself, right now you have oh god, what planet is in South? Sorry, what country in South America? They're actually <laughs> yeah. the planet of South America. I forget. I think it, it's not Venezuela, but it's but they're actually they have they're using the volcanic heat to drive mm -hmm. Ecuador. Crypto, Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, Ecuador to drive crypto mining, and they're actually so that means they're actually processing all this crypto for free. Um, and actually like they're turning this energy into money. So the, the only impact you're going to see is, 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 is how it has to go through all these, these, these servers on the blockchain. And that is what protects, and that's what makes the, the transaction, uh, you know, anonymous as well as what makes it, you know, like go through and verifiable. Now this is, so what I'm, I think we, you know, we kind of covered it, but I, so, because there's another really interesting crypto topic I want to talk about before we move on. I want to on. hear it. Um, but hear before this. we do that, any hope for Doge? What are you doing? What are you doing with yours? My hope is that there, a lot of these rumors get started and these different theories get started with crypto and with a lot of things going on in stocks and in general, just money things. And none of it really comes true. Even like the Elon Musk big thing that was national news about him going on SNL and mentioning it and then it's going to go to a dollar that never happened either so i think right now doge is probably where it's at and it's going to stay around this just like a lot of these coins are staying around where they are and they slowly go up and slowly go down and some people 
I just think it's a lot of uh, noise because if they, it's just like most media sites. If they didn't make noise by saying things like that, people wouldn't go to the site. So you have to make some noise to get shared, to get attention. So I think a lot of this comes down to that, something that simple. And I, my guess is that's what it is. I love that. And Aaron, it's almost like using the power of the crowd to fight against all the, the, the pessimism about this and then, then thus sort of bumping it up even more. I love that. And the show, like the, the same people that, that made Dogecoin what it is are the things that will be defending it. The yeah. other topic I really want to quickly get to you with is uh, about with crypto is Monero. So there is a bill Monero. that might be going through Congress um, that is, uh, it gives the government the authority to track all transactions from any bank account that has more than $600 in it. Meaning the government can tap in and see where you're spending, what you're doing this, what you're doing Ooh. with all your money. I don't Which, like that. as everybody knows, I'm no fan of the government. I don't care who the fuck is a president. I think this is very intrusive. Um, so what, Mm. I want to make people aware of is there's a currency that generally is used on the dark web. Um, it's called Monero. And mm. this currency is, uh, it's untrackable. It's not like Bitcoin. Um, there's competitors like Dash and Zcash. Those are two sort of other coins. But the idea is that um, it uses stealth addresses. Um, there's no, you can't track it. And um, like, Pretty much people are saying only an idiot would use Bitcoin in the dark net. And so what I'm hoping is that Monero and Dash and Zcash, they are going to sort of get more mainstream acceptance for use outside of the dark net. Because I think the government has no right tracking where, where you're putting your own, spending your own money, all that shit. Um, so... I'm going to look deeper into Monero and try and get my hand on some of that. Ooh. Um, yeah. And all right. Can you let me know how to do it? Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, right now I'll need to open up a sixth wallet. Um, <laughs> for, um, actually, no, I can do we can do it on Binance, but you can also do it on Kraken, something called local Monero. Um, even I think you can buy it on Ledger, but I'll, I'll figure it out and let you know. But this is just an yeah, update. Then as every time I say, you know, a row it, I'm not going to do this one. I think that it's, you know, that we've gotten gone too far here. And then I do it. So I'm in. <laughs> Count me in. It's it's like your advice fails upwards because you've given me lots of like tips of things to get. And I do it and it none of them have worked. And I still every time you say it, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited to do this. <laughs> it's fun. I come over. I don't know what I'm doing. You show me what to do. We yeah, do it. We get excited. We think we're going to be bazillionaires. We don't become bazillionaires. It's it's cyclical. It's uh, the definition of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Expecting a different result from doing the exact <laughs> same thing. I mean, hey, listen, it's, you know, it, it's got to hit red on the roulette table at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just don't know when that point is. But, oh, nice. I have Binance. All right, cool. So let's. Uh, so that section for new listeners is meant to sound kind of dumb because it is, but it's also fun. So we hope you enjoyed it, and let's move forward with uh, some dumb. Uh, well, the, we're gonna the, stopping the dumb is we are gonna be talking a little about the dumbest team in baseball. Yes, but I think a lot of people have been hopping on the bandwagon. But yes, it is my Baltimore Orioles, and. Mm -hmm. 
for everybody that knows, uh, ball, the, ball, ball, the Baltimore Orioles are a very bad baseball team. A very, very, extremely, yeah. very bad baseball team. Um, very. But there's two big bits of great news I'd like to share with the audience that are good for baseball Please. in general. Um, so since our last episode, Cedric Mullins uh, finally hit that home run and became... He did it. He did it. He became the 42nd player in baseball history mm. to hit 30 home runs and steal 30 bases in the same season. And if he keeps Mazel it up... Tov. Yes, thank you. Lachayim. And uh, and if he becomes if he keeps up his batting average, he'll become the 25th player in baseball history to finish with 30 home runs, 30 stolen bases, and a 300 batting really? average. Yeah. What a guy. Yeah. That's that's a great young second year player. But I'm proud other, of I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I'm proud of Cedric. But in other news, the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, th- yeah, let's let's let that applause play. Can't hear it. We'll have uh, we'll have our producers insert it into uh, the sound effects. Um, anyway, in other Orioles news, it seems like a lot of Major League Baseball teams are really cheering on the Baltimore Orioles in this in these final few games of the season, and that's because the Orioles are playing spoiler. They mm, recently beat the Red Sox in a couple of games and pretty much eliminated the Red Sox from playoff hopes. And no, now, they didn't. They're not. Well, they're in last place. They're tied for last place in the wild card, still eligible wild card teams. But right now you have the Seattle Mariners, New York Yankees, and Toronto Blue Jays all fighting for that last wild card spot. And um, you know that the Yankee and Seattle fans are really cheering for Baltimore against um, your secondary team, the Toronto Blue Jays, this weekend, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I know, and I am hoping that as much love as the Orioles have gotten, which is fun, it must. it's like... It's being relevant, even though you're not relevant, but you're very relevant because you're affecting everyone else's hopes and dreams. But this weekend with the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays have had to deal with something this season that is is unprecedented. It's never happened before. They've had to play their regular season games in three different locations, two different countries, and three different states. They have had, or and a province. They've had to play in Florida at a minor league facility. They have had at the spring training facility. They have had to play in Buffalo at a triple a uh ballpark and then they finally got to go back to the sky dome to the rogers center in toronto for the last two months of the season so i think they're adver- the amount that they've had to go through they deserve this the fact they're in this after you're running around you're you don't have any place to call home you don't have any i don't know if you have family they don't have any they have nothing they're just they're this rogue team this season and so i really want the blue jays to sweep the orioles make it into the wild card and uh, the, or, the Orioles have done their job. It's like, you've done good. Now you must rest. Well, I there's this really great um, the image of the Baltimore Oriole mascot, and someone just put the type over it, I am chaos. So, Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, you know me. Yeah. I love chaos. And... This is, I live for it. Chaos is my ice cream and chocolate. Um, and mm. so I'm really excited. And I like the Blue Jays. I think they're actually like a really fun team to watch. I love Vlad Jr. You know, I think they got some nice young players, Marcus Simeon, all these guys um, who had a hell of a season. Um, yeah, he's been monster. The like, but the Jays' offense is just insane. I am really rooting for Carnage in some way. Um, and just. Like I said, it's it, it it's it's not anything personal against you. 
it's I just really love watching everybody sweat and actually the uh. Orioles playing meaningful baseball. It's not meaningful for their own team, but it's meaningful for the teams that they're playing against. Yeah, that was a baby crying. You just made a baby cry. <laughs> but I hear you. I hope you're wrong. I uh, I will say that, you know, in our sports update, we like to talk about things that are a little bit different. And it is pretty funny. It is definitely stopping the dumb. Not stopping the dumb again, actually, by just talking about how the Orioles really have been the most important team in deciding the American League, which is is pretty funny. That, yeah. that their relevancy is uh, is what it is when they're the only bad team in an otherwise like flawless division of good teams. We so, are like Thanos drawn in crayon by someone's teeth. Like we control <laughs> the fate of the universe, but it's a really ugly way. So, um, but yes, that, well, that. Yeah, that's a good example. and i think you have a topic don't you i just have something i have to say because if i go without saying it i will regret it for the rest of my life and that is clayton kershaw dodgers superstar he people made fun of him for a while because he couldn't come through in the playoffs last season he came through and won two of the four world series games to give us the title he is an la legend a baseball icon and one of the best pitchers of our lifetime. And he, future Hall of Famer, he is a free agent at the end of this season. And this weekend, he is having what might be, if the Dodgers get eliminated, his last start ever as a Dodger. Which, Whoa. for me and my life and stuff, the, the idea of him never putting on a Dodger uniform again makes me incredibly sad. Like, very, very, very sad. Like, really sad. Like, like the Michael Jordan cry face. Like, way sadder. The Aaron cry face. So I... I just... I want to give a... I'm going to give a uh, one-minute tribute to Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, thank you for all that you've meant to my in my life. When you first came up, the first week... I was uh, co-hosting a show covering the Dodgers and I got to interview you and we joked about a baseball player we both like, Will Clark, and we both did the Will Clark face. And that moment was a moment I will cherish forever in my life. I, for a long time, had a picture of you and me on my Facebook as the background because you meant that much to me as a person, as a human, as a caring guy. The joy you have brought to my life when I have gotten to see you pitch in person is like nothing I have ever gotten. I have not gotten it from my parents. I have not gotten it from my loved ones. I have not gotten it from my friends, but I've gotten it from you. Clayton Kershaw, your curveball is something that should be in the Smithsonian Museum in its own exhibit for its beauty, for its luster, for its love of the game. You, Clayton Kershaw, are my hero. And I thank you for everything you have given me in my life, including a World Series title last season. Thank you, Clayton Kershaw, from the bottom of my heart. I love you deeply. (laughs) That's extremely moving, Aaron. So are you saying he's a free agent at the end of the season? (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. I just want to clear that up. That's your takeaway. (laughs) 
<laughs> on to the next topic. I'm kidding. No, but yeah, um, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, he is the most iconic Dodger for the past decade plus, right? And yeah. for a while, you had people that made their, you know, really multiple flashes decades. of the pan, you know. But like, yeah, multiple decades. But you know, you had like like big hits. Like you know, you had like people that came in for a couple of years, like Manny Ramirez. You had you know some. But he was an iconic Dodger. He was iconic. Lots of teams. Like exactly. Kershaw has been Dodger, like for yep. so long. Yep. So and Cody Bellinger was good for two seasons. Um, yeah, but he's terrible had, now. Yeah. So no, there's no was, one like him. There's been no one like Clayton. Hey, yeah. listen. At least you did not trade any big pitching this season to the Washington Nationals. Um, no, we got pitching. You did get pitching. Yes, you did. We but got really no lots of pitching. Yeah. No, we didn't do any of that. Well, yeah. I just, can we just leave it in the air that maybe he'll come back? Hey, or maybe he signs with the Baltimore Orioles <laughs> and then somehow knocks the Dodgers out of the playoffs next year as they play spoiler as they again have over a hundred losses. Well, anyway, on to the next topic. <laughs> Because what you just said was really dumb. <laughs> uh, the ne- Well, the next thing, I just wanted to give a, a podcast update. Breaking news. Podcast update. We are going to be having a couple very cool interviews for our, I guess we'd call this season two of our podcast coming up. There are a few really cool, uh, I can't quite disclose the names yet, but some very interesting interviews coming up in the coming weeks and months. And I just wanted to say we've had a number of episodes without interviews and we're going to be bringing that back. So in case you've been wondering, where are our interviews? They are coming back, and we have some very cool guests that are going to bring a lot of insight, a lot of hopelessness, and a lot of hope. And yeah. intellect. They bring intellect to our show. Yeah. We don't have a lot of intellect, so they bring it. No. Yes, we are having Carrot Top as our first guest. Um. Yeah. Carrot Top will be first, <laughs> followed by Goat Boy. Yeah, and then by Gallagher. And just people that like smash things for for physical comedy, that's pretty yeah. much who we're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so you have all that to look forward to. Yeah, we have Laurel and Hardy, and they're like whoop 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 whoop, and they're gonna be falling everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we have corpses, corpse yeah. Laurel and Hardy. So <laughs> now, so let's let's go right into the debate. We've we've just I know we just built up a lot of excitement for the guests that are coming. So <laughs> Carrot Top, we're just getting his hair. We're going to interview <laughs> Carrot Top's hair. Oh, man. Good Halloween costume. Yeah. Can't be Carrot Top's hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for us to debate a little bit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, and this is where war is happening, too. I am officially declaring war on Joe Rogan. I have poked at declaring war at him on this show before. I can't stand him. I think he sucks. I think he's always sucked. I thought he sucked when I used to see him do comedy at the improv back in the day when he was trying to make it as a comedian. I think he sucks now that he's made it as a comedian. I think he's a terrible podcaster. I think he stands for all the wrong things. I can't stand the guy. I think he sucks. I think he is in bed with uh, Dana White, the UFC guy who sucks. And like I think this guy is just like all... And he's also got, just so you know, also for anyone who has not been seen him in person... He also has short man syndrome. The guy's all buff and stuff, but he is a short little dude. So he also has that. And I just, I cannot, I really can't stand him. And he decided to 
do a couple things that I just, again, think that the fact this guy got this contract and has this following just sucks. And our goal with this podcast from now on is to beat him. We are going to beat Joe Rogan. We are going to be bigger than Joe Rogan, more important than Joe Rogan. And God damn it, we're going to shut him down. Yeah. And here's what he said. He believes that Joe Biden, he did two things that suck. He believes that Joe Biden faked getting the booster shot on TV and didn't actually get it. And the problem with this is so many damn people think Joe Rogan's good and he's not. And if you're listening to the show and you think he's good, don't listen to his show anymore. Just listen to our show or listen to any other show or don't listen to our show. Just don't listen to him. He sucks. He thinks that he faked the vaccine. He probably thinks that we faked the moon landing too. He probably thinks that I mean, who, this guy is the worst. And the other thing he did in case you want to know my true feelings, the other thing he did that just was ridiculous is he went after Howard Stern, who was saying people should get the vaccine, people should, you know, we want to stop COVID, we want to get our country back, and um, Stern is a Biden fan because he thinks that now the country is has more order to it than it used to with Trump. Um, and... Uh, and then, and Rogan has still, he got the virus, he got coronavirus and still is telling people not to get the vaccine. And so Stern went on, on, a, ra- on a rampage and said um, that Joe Rogan is one of the shitheads in our country who won't get the vaccinations. And he said, we have no time for idiots in the country anymore. We don't want you. We want you to either go to the hospital, stay home or die. <laughs> don't take the cure, but don't clog up our hospitals. And uh, go fuck yourself. So Stern let him have it. And then all these Rogan fans, including Rogan, were saying how Stern is washed up and he doesn't have influence anymore. And Rogan's point of view is what matters. And that pissed me off even more because Howard Stern has talent, is influential to a lot of what I've done in my life, in my career, in terms of his style of interviews and all that stuff. And he also is... The, he's there would be no Joe Rogan without Howard Stern. There would be no any of these people without Howard Stern. And to not honor the person who's who did the craft so you could do the craft is obnoxious in its own right. So these are two reasons why I just think Joe Rogan is awful. And I wanted to debate you with it to see if you have any other point of view besides that he is a giant pile of garbage and I want him to go away forever. So finally a debate where we're on different sides. I love All Joe right. Rogan. And wow. Wow. Here's why I love him. I love him because he riles people up. And while half the shit he says is idiotic, all the anti-vax stuff, the stuff about Biden not really taking the booster, it's really dumb, but it gets people super upset. And I live for that. Again, call back to chaos. I love it. And Wait, I'm in a, I need to ask you this, though. Okay, fine. Be that way. But don't you also want to kick his ass and beat him and have a bigger podcast than him? I would love to have a bigger podcast than him, but he has the largest podcast on the planet and the biggest right. podcast in history. I would love right. to get there. I would love to even get, you know, 10% of there. The But speaking of beating his ass, this is another thing that's great. So Chank Oigar of the Young Turks you know, former Holocaust denier, all this kind of shit. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, he recently tweeted something uh, really, really brilliant. 
and I'll tell you what it was. He do says, tell, do tell yeah. Rohit. In response, we're in a debate. So someone tweeted at Chank because Chank hates Joe Rogan. Um, someone tweeted at Chank because I'll make a thousand dollar donation to your trash network or your charity of choice to see you call Rogan, who is not only the most successful podcast in history, but also black belt and mixed martial arts, a loser to his face. Because Chank keeps calling him a loser. Chank replies, deal. Easiest thousand dollars I ever made. You think he's going to assault me? Sure, whatever. That's incredibly dumb, but also wouldn't work. I'm much larger than Joe and I fought my whole life. I'd end him. But grownups don't do that. I'll send you the P.O. box to send the check to later. Like he's saying, oh, yeah, he kick Joe Rogan's ass. Yes. And Joe Rogan, who is like a professionally trained fighter and he is who's fucking stacked. It doesn't matter. The dude is shredded and the dude knows how to fight. And Chank Oigar, who has the physique of an overripe potato, <laughs> thinks that because he's taller than Joe Rogan, he could fight him. Like, I would love to see that. And that's the thing. Without Joe Rogan, we wouldn't have morons like Chank Oigar trying to fight other morons like Joe Rogan. And I think I would love it. Joe Rogan, I would love to see him beat that dude's ass because it would be great. And another thing about Rogan, it's like a lot of people hate him. They think he's so fucking problematic, all this shit. But like, I think he sucks. I think he just actually sucks at what he does. I don't think he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's everybody's so quick to like call him a loser. He's the dude has everybody on his show. He has rational discussions. He doesn't yell at people. He just hears everybody's viewpoint and he has conversations. And he also no. admits just how dumb he is at himself. He's like, I don't understand any of this. And I think like we're in, in a in a time where people are trying to make it illegal to be stupid and be dumb or even sometimes be mean, which I don't think he's necessarily mean at his person. I don't think any of those things should be illegal or ever you know, like they have no reason being illegal. I think being dumb, if, if being dumb was was illegal, Aaron, you and I would be in prison for a long time. Um, and <laughs> what a thousand years in life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we would get a we would be executed. And yeah. so I think in support, my defense is I think Joe Rogan's great because I support dumb podcasters like ourselves. And <laughs> he's paved the way. For people that have a microphone and a couple hot takes um, and great guests and he's paved the way for people like us. And I will sure I'd love to eclipse his viewership, but I owe him all my respect. All right. Well, we're going to disagree on this, but I want to hear what the listeners have to think. Do you think Joe Rogan sucks and has a pancake face and needs to be punched more in it? Or are you like Rohit and think he uh, deserves to be around more and also uh do you are you on our side that we will eclipse him at some point i don't know when but we will so let's hear from you and let's let's hear from you and go on to topic two that rhymed Woo-hoo. i even Take did a away. sound effect that rhymed so this topic is called dumb patrol where i am going to tell you a series of things that are super dumb that are going on right now or have gone on and then we're going to try to find hope in our society because stopping the dumb is hard when all of this is going on so are you ready for a, a rapid fire of things let's let's shoot 
So the first is Stephanie Grisham, Grisham, who was uh, in Trump's, uh, she was the White House communications director in Trump's White House, had uh, released a tell-all book where she said all of the things that were super dumb in Trump's White House. And there's the, I haven't read the book. I'm not going to read the book. I don't care enough, but I've read the ex, I've read the article about the book. Um, here are a few dumb things that the president of the United States did. He refused, Trump refused a month long vegan diet to raise money for veterans for fear it would mess with his brain. He, uh, she, uh, his handling of the pandemic, as we all know, uh, she referred to as a as handling it like a clown car on fire. How bad he did it, how bad he was doing the uh, the COVID, and how what logic he was using to it. He also, uh, she also said that Trump did not want to immediately ban travel from China because he worried initially about uh, being made by COVID, as in his legacy, whatever that is. Uh, She also said that despite no experience, Ivanka played a lead role in a critical meeting of how to address the pandemic, which is great. And finally, uh, she, Trump reportedly insisted without irony that he needed P.T. Barnum as his spokesman, like the circus guy. So that's dumb number one. Dumb number two, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Right now, he is on track and he has been atrocious to Florida. They are failing at everything. He is awful. I, like, I know a lot of very right-wing people in Florida who hate him. But apparently the polling shows that right now, the elections next year, he would win. He'd win in Florida, even though he has done everything the worst. Like, he's almost kind of barely sort of made Trump look better than him. Next, the... Uh, they did a poll of Trump voters and 52% say they are now because they are so upset with how the country is now, which I don't know what they're actually upset about because overall the country seems to be in a a better place than it was uh, a year ago. They are 52% in favor of seceding from the union. They want to leave the United States and have their own Trump America. I mean, good luck. Like, you won't have California, which is the fifth biggest economy in the world. But good luck, those states or those people. And lastly, zebras. It has been five months since five zebras escaped in Maryland, and they still can't catch them. Now, this might be the dumbest thing, because zebras, if you don't know what they are, they're black and white striped animals they're big, they're very easy to spot, and it's Maryland. And they've been trying to catch these for five months. And they have pictures of them in the grass around Maryland, but they can't seem to catch them. Row it. There's a lot of dumb right now. Can you please help me stop the dumb? Wow, you had a lot in one topic. That seems like four topics in one. Um, First... I feel like we just need to stop talking about Donald Trump. I mean, the dude hasn't been in office for a year and or almost a year. And I think people are still trying to get rich off of his dumb ass and they keep giving him power. Um, so, yeah, that, that one. And the only thing I'll say is 
I think the dude, he got called a racist for when he did put the China ban, travel ban on to prevent uh, people from traveling. And then that, yeah, so I don't know. That whole, show, whole shit's weird. But regardless, you could write and the Iliad and the Odyssey over with the amount of dumb things that guy has said. Um, Ron DeSantis is probably the presidential front runner for the GOP next year. I can't give you much hope about that. The thing I hope I can prove about Trump is like, dude, it's like, it's over. He's gone. And people are only giving him life by talking about it because that's what drives media clicks. And that's why this lady wrote I'm more just about stuff that everybody already knew. That this exists. I'm shocked. That, um, are you though? Like, I mean, the last well, it just, four years, it just keeps, it's just been nothing but sound bites from him. And these are all old stuff. These are things from that when he was already still in office. So it's nothing new. You oh, know? he did also, he did last thing. He, they, they came out with a poll. I think it was, uh, Arizona. I think they did a, they redid the, uh, you know, they, they did redid the count again by some really right wing group to try to get more votes for him. And Biden got more votes. So he won by even oh, I more. I loved that. I loved that. Yeah, he won the recount. But you see, he Trump then did a rally. Yeah. Trump did a rally right after recount the recount. Yep. No, he he said he just went up there and said they did the recount. We won, and they and they, <laughs> that's exactly what they said didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, yeah he's dumb. a clown, and uh, it's it's. I think people are still giving him power. Um, Ron DeSantis, yeah, he definitely be worried about him. He is going to be the presidential front runner at this point right now. The only good thing is, I'd say about Florida, is that they don't have, um, you know, uh, the same taxes. They're much more forgiving in terms of income tax and sales tax. Um, so maybe he can somehow spread that to the rest of the country if he wins. That's what I'd look forward to. Um, then, seceding from the union, uh, that will never happen. Um, we, trust me, this is... Would you I, be I'd upset like if it did? I mean... Yes, because I think we need we need our states and and we don't want to leave people in the uh, in the dust. Um, and yeah, and that and that. What if they, that, if they just want it, it? They want to go. It'll never happen. I think the only state that has a chance of seceding from the union is California because they've talked about that multiple times. Because California is its own country, they have everything that they need from agriculture to tourism to business to whatever. Um, but again, that won't happen, I don't think. So I think this is just another one of those things where people are. It's like, oh, the end times. People are so scared of that shit. Um, and I think the only heartbreaking thing about all this is the zebras. Uh, I don't want zebras to get hit by cars. Um, I don't want them hunted out by other animals and I don't want them to suffer. So the hope that I can give you is you're right. Zebras are probably the easiest animals to find running around Maryland. Um, but, uh, the cold weather, I hope they're caught before that because those poor little buddies, uh, deserve a nice poor guys place, like the African plains. Well, thank you. I feel tons of hope now and I feel like we just stopped the dumb. So I will hope gong that. Yay. So now, uh, should we go right to uh, hope in sixty seconds? Because I know we're. Uh, oh, I I did I did mention JFK. I just want to say one quick thing about that. Yes. For for, for hopeless TV. Uh, yep. I, I I decided for reasons I don't know that I wanted to watch the film JFK. I've never seen the film. It's with Kevin Costner and a zillion other people, famous people, in this movie about that Oliver Stone made about JFK showing what might have happened. And because no one ever fully knows what happened there. And I've, I'm halfway through the film. It's a long, it's a three hour movie. Have you ever seen it? Uh, JFK? I don't think I have. Well, the, he does the, yeah. Anyway, he 
comes up, he's telling this, uh, this what might have happened. And the reason I feel hopeless about this is because having watched half of this film, I feel I'm now back in 1960. When did he get shot? 63? 68 or 9? That was Bobby. I don't know. That was Woodstock. Oh, yeah, it was Bobby. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, whatever. I think 63, something like that. When I now I feel hopeless because I feel now I'm in 1963 and I want to figure it out. And I've been on going down so many wormholes as though JFK just got shot because I want to figure out what really happened. And I know people have spent the last like 60 years trying to do this, but now I want to do it. Uh-huh. Give me hope. <laughs> that you want to go down the JFK rabbit hole and you want to find out what really happened. Yes, I want to do that. I think, but first of all, be careful because, you know, the feds will kill you. Um, yeah, I know. But for, for trying to expose the truth. But, you know, I think you're going to be finding a very rich community of like-minded individuals where you guys can <laughs> talk about, you know, what happened on that lawn and how no, flat the it was earth a no. is. Yes, this the, the the grassy knoll, you know how flat the earth is, how um, <laughs> how COVID isn't real, how um, yeah, yeah, lots of lots my, of conspiracies. Yeah, my people, my peeps. <laughs> All right, thank you. I feel hope now. Thank you. I'm gonna go yeah. find my true calling. JFK was a psyop. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for now. I know my true calling. And now it's time for Hope in 60 Seconds. Hope in 60 Seconds. Yeah, let's get this going. So uh, I'll start the timer, and we've got four quick topics today to wrap up our show. And Aaron, I'll kick off the first one, hoping you can help me find hope. There was a video recently of a woman um, answering her door. And in Australia, back to Australia, watch. uh, Police were (laughs) knocking at her door. Um, ready to find her because she had um, posts that were anti-vax on her Facebook and they literally the police came to visit her again we are a pro-vax podcast but help find hope that now police are intervening in people's social media Um, I again I'll say it again and have been exposed to what Australia is because of you and because of this. And I just didn't realize how batshit crazy that place is. And the whole idea of like, we're going to go down. Oh yeah. Crikey. And all that, like, you know, just happy go lucky Australia stuff is obviously sort of not true. So I don't need to ever go there. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. And maybe there's something where, um, Oh, we're out of time. I think it was, maybe there's something where all of Australians can just put up posts that will then get them fined or arrested. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. yeah, They can't get, can't arrest everybody like zombie apocalypse stuff. Like come after all of us. Yeah. I love it. Um, all right, Aaron, you are up. So did you see the big announcement that of what the halftime show is for the Super Bowl this year? I did. It is for listeners. It is going to be Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and, someone else and uh, and Eminem and I feel incredibly hopeless because then I went to look up tickets because I then really wanted to go to the Super Bowl because this sounds extra awesome it reminds me of the 
super of the Coachella Tupac hologram one thing I went to, and which was like the best Coachella ever. And I looked, and the starting price for a ticket for the Super Bowl is five thousand five hundred dollars. Hell, oh my hope. god! Yeah. Um. Well, you, if any of us, and probably Ina work in an industry where I think you're more likely to get free tickets to something like the Super Bowl than any of us would be. So that's hope for you there. And I thought when you're talking about the lineup, what I felt hopeless about less the ticket prices was the fact that usually what who's playing at halftime is like classic rock. You know, these are now the classics. These are the olds. So like the young generation is like, Oh, that's all the people like my parents. Like, Oh yeah. Not, it's for not old Kendrick. people. Not Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. Not Kendrick, but pretty much everybody else is for old people. Um, and now because we're old people. Um, so, yes, it is not a good feeling. Um, all right. Next one is um, in Germany, uh, they have announced that they're going to unveil diversity parking spaces reserved for LGBT drivers or migrants. What? I am despondent over this because I think that is absolutely ridiculous. Like there's these rainbow striped uh, parking spots. So if you're if you are LGBT or you're you if you're a minority, you're a migrant, you can park in these spots. And you know what that says to me? That says, "Hey, if you're LGBT or migrant, you're you're disabled and you need extra help because of those yeah. So help me find hope with that. This is not going to last. There's no way that this lasts because that is just that's discriminating in a different way. It's like basically it's saying that they're disabled and yeah. it makes zero sense. And whoever came up with this idea needs to go away because whatever. And I, it's like this is an SNL skit, but it happens to be real in Germany. So I don't think it'll last at all. No chance. This is so stupid. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it won't last. But at least it's the opportunity then. I think you're going to have a lot of people identifying as, you know, as non-binary or as identifying as some part of the LGBTQ sphere in dude, order to get better parking. Hell yeah. I'm, <laughs> dude, get better. I would, I'll be gay for a day to be, to get to yeah. park close to a stadium or something. Hell yeah. Absolutely. It's like, <laughs> you know what? I am now. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want us to get us canceled. So I'm going to stop this topic right there. Yeah. I um, probably just did anyway. No, no. I think, I think you're good. You're good. And final one. Pat Robertson, the uh, Regent, what is it, Regent University, and uh, former presidential candidate, evangelical, and host of CBN's 700 Club, the longest-running morning show on TV, which I was on. I was actually a guest on this show. Uh, he is retiring. He is done. He is calling it quits, and his son Gordon is taking over. And I feel hopeless about this because I... I really don't like, like every, everything he stands for is pretty much the opposite of what I stand for. I was on the show, so I I feel I I feel a little sad, but I don't know why. <laughs> Help! Yeah. <laughs> well, you know he is as awful as the things you were saying. He is a well-known TV personality, so it's kind of like when we see them go, it's kind of a a check on our own mortality. And he was a constant person that you could just look at and roll your eyes and be like, Oh God. But now the fact that he's gone is like, Oh man, we're, it's we're just, next. It's, yeah. Yeah. We're next, man. So I understand that. And I sympathize with that. Um, but here's what the hope I can give you is maybe there's some young podcaster out there 
that's going to look up to us or even hate us. And one day when we die and retire, they'll be like, ah, oh, I hated Aaron and Rohit. But man, <laughs> that makes me feel old that they're, they're dead too. I like it. I feel I feel lots of hope. Thank you for that. That stopped. That just stopped the dumb I was feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And I now we have to wrap up the show. That this is it. Um, Oh, we have a submission real quick. We have one submission from Carolina from a place. I don't know. She didn't say where she said. What was it like? uh, Oh, because I posted some things from like my Instagram post from that concert, the global citizens and she said what was it like with so many differing music styles and i think what she meant is what was a concert like that had so many different artists that were totally different playing together like genres, I, I will just yeah genres and stuff and yeah it sounds like it might be weird carolina that to have all these different genres in the same on the same stage turning around and stuff but it was great it just they had also had a big latin artist ozuna like there was it was great because you just kept getting surprised by something new. So it was just a different experience altogether than a normal concert going experience. So if you ever have a chance to go to something where there are a lot of genres, I encourage it because it just exposes you to a lot more music at once. And don't we want to be uh, exposed to different cultures and different styles more and more every day? So that's that. And, uh, and it also and gives then, you the opportunity to dress for a hip hop show as well as a classic rock show at the same time. It gives you a sartorial <laughs> challenge. Yeah. It's probably good people watching. It, oh, it was great people watching because there was people uh, of dressed in all types. So yes, Rohit just nailed it too. So extra hope there. And, yeah. uh, and finally I'll just leave a little hope, Rohit. I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited, uh, for our new goal of beating Joe Rogan. I'm excited for what's to come with the podcast. And I, I just feel a lot of hope for what, for what, what's to come here. What about you? I am too, you know, and I think that we've, we've, we're still going to be in quarantine probably the next 20 years, which means, you know, we're <laughs> going to have endless material for our, our, you know, our news from the quarantine segment, but more so I feel hope because so many of the things that we've talked about over the past year and a half, the past 62 episodes, counting this one, I think the hope has started to, to come into the real world too. And it's proving that even the darkest of times there is a light. And even so that light may be wonky and make no sense, like when it's coming from us, it's still some light and sometimes it works out. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm hope, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful because there is always going to be things that turn for the better. Um, and we'll just try and highlight them and we have a good time with it. And we hope you guys laugh along with that too. So grateful for everybody that's listening. Um, and yeah, it's got nothing but good vibes, man, except for my own three New York giants, um, and my 107 lost Baltimore Orioles. Um, right, but so who's counting? Yeah, yeah, who's counting? Stop the count. Uh, Stop the count. Stop the count. <laughs> she stopped. He's already dead. So. <laughs> well, that's it. We're out. Till next yeah, time. See, Peace. See you in episode 63. Later. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul.